The pages of a book are filled with great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura. I'm a middle school reading teacher at All Good Middle School and an avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast devoted to reviewing books, books of differing genres for differing audiences. In this episode, I will be reviewing Long Bright River by Liz Moore. Liz Moore is an American author, and here is the bio from her website. After a brief time as a musician in New York City, which inspired her first novel, The Words of Every Song, Moore shifted her focus to writing. She subsequently published the novels Heft in 2012 and Unseen World in 2016. Moore grew up in Farmingham, Massachusetts, and received a bachelor degree from Bernard College, a master's of fine arts and creative writing from Hunter College in 2009, and she teaches at Temple University. She lives in Philadelphia with her husband and daughter. This is a murder mystery thriller, but the writing is on par with literary fiction. Some are deeming this book a slow burn police procedural, but to me, it was so much more. It holds up as a solid literary novel, both timely and timeless. It's the kind of book you could read today or 20 years from now and still be moved. The main character is 32-year-old Philadelphia Police Department patrol officer, single mother, and narrator, Michaela Mickey Fitzpatrick. Mickey grew up in the neighborhood of Kensington and tersely tells her new partner that most of the crimes revolve around someone seeking a fix or in the aftermath of one, with an overdose in progress, a regular occurrence in this neighborhood. Mickey also uses her job to keep an eye on the corner of a street that her addicted and estranged sister Casey frequents as she walks the streets in order to fund her drug habit. Whenever she comes upon an overdose victim, Mickey worries that she will find the corpse of her own sister. Mickey has not escaped the damage of growing up in a difficult environment and struggles with her feelings of guilt and helplessness over her sister's plight. She joined the police force because she wanted to help change her neighborhood and make a difference in people's lives. The department, though, doesn't always agree with Mickey's methods, and she's not sure who she can trust. Mickey is an extremely interesting and complex woman. She has complicated feelings about her grandmother and extended family and avoids contact with both. She's a single mother of a young child and worries terribly over his future and her ability to be a good mother. She also grapples with remorse for her loss of, or for her long-term police partner and only friend. He received a serious injury while on the beat with her, and she now has trouble reaching out to him for advice or support or even to just check and see how he's doing. Mickey comes across as a tormented but not broken, tough character, She wants to be a good mother. She wants to find her sister before she slowly kills herself. And she wants to help the girls who were brutally killed and left on the streets by a serial killer. You're listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura, your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Are your teeth showing discoloration due to diet, medication, age, or lifestyle? Teeth whitening can counteract stains from certain foods and help keep your smile bright. 
Hinson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening. For a wider, brighter smile, visit Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is right for you. Today's review is Long, Bri- Long Bright to River by Liz Moore. The story is told through chapters labeled Then and Now, which explore Mickey and Casey's childhood while also propelling the current murder investigation. In the Now chapters, Kensington was once a respectable working-class neighborhood in Philadelphia, but as jobs become scarce, houses have been abandoned and drug users and prostitutes have moved in. These chapters really convey the opioid crisis in our nation quite well. Mickey patrols the district, often keeping her eye open for her sister Casey, who unfortunately is an addict living on the streets. When several young women are found dead in the district, the police suspect that there is a serial killer, and Mickey discovers that no one has seen Casey for several weeks. Using family and police contacts, Mickey begins looking for Casey and trying to make sense of who could be killing these women, hoping that Casey is not a victim. Everyone seems to know more than they're saying, making Mickey's job difficult and putting her in danger. She becomes desperate and risks the loss of her job and more as she digs deeper into Casey's life, trying to find the killer. In the Then Chapters, we learn that Mickey and Casey lost their mother to a drug overdose when they were young, and their father quickly faded from their lives. The girls were raised by their grandmother, Gee, who barely was able to provide for their needs, shelter, and food while working several jobs. Gee was struggling financially, saddened by the loss of her daughter, and resentful at being saddled with her daughter's children, so she was not the ideal parent or the stereotypical doting grandmother. There wasn't much love or personal attention shown to the girls, and therefore they were extremely close to each other while growing up. Things changed dramatically in high school as Casey started using drugs. The sisters grew apart, Mickey choosing a career as a policewoman and Casey working temporary jobs and walking the street to fund her drug habit. Mickey's tried to keep an eye on her sister as Casey was usually in the area that she was patrolling in Kensington, but she also realized that she had to let Casey go as she's unable to overcome her addiction. The then and now intertwine, weaving an intriguing tale with relatable characters as Mickey works to find the killer and her sister. I really like how Moore presents multiple characters as the potential killer. I was even fooled briefly in regard to one of the potential suspects. There are many twists and turns along the way that I didn't see coming, but fit beautifully with the overall plot. The surprising twists dispensed in Long Bright River are powerful and heartbreaking, but believable at the same time. More masterful, though, was Mickey's personal journey that runs parallel to the plot. I loved Mickey's character and her struggles with self-acceptance. Moore develops the characters enough to intrigue the reader, but not nearly well enough to predict their next step. The story also has elements commonly found in family relationships where secrets may be kept from one another, and maybe not always for the best reasons. Some motivations behind actions start outright, but may eventually turn hurtful, causing unintended pain in the long run. For a book that's approaching 500 pages, it was an extremely fast-paced read, gritty and uneasy narrative, an uncomfortable read for sure, but a read that's important and timely. 
One cannot escape the harsh realities of drugs and life on the streets and the inevitable repercussions of the people, family, and communities caught up in it. While the murder mystery is one compelling and suspenseful aspect of this novel, there is so much more to it. Themes of love, sisterhood, addiction, and corruption, and un- ultimately humanity. This novel is well worth reading for its beautiful writing, unique characters, and compassionate story, as well as for its well-paced thriller aspect. Side note, as often happens when reading, something random catches my attention. In this book, it was the fact that the grandmother was called Gee. My husband's grandmother was known as Gee. Her name was Christine Young, but to many in Fayetteville, Tennessee, she was Gee. She was one of the strongest, sharpest, wittiest, one-of-a-kind people I've ever had the privilege of meeting, and a privilege it was. If my youngest son had been a girl, he was going to be named after Gee. I have never heard another grandmother referred to by this name, so the fact that this book featured a grandmother called Gee caught my attention. By the way, if and when I become a grandmother, I hope to be called Gee as well. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm always open for book recommendations or ideas, as well as format suggestions and recommendations. You can access me through social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.